Welcome to episode 12 of Miles and Pints, the travel and beer podcast. We're your host, Derek Dye. And Jeff Brownson. And together, we're drinking our way through this amazing world, one pint at a time. Whether you love to travel, you love a cold local beer, or you just can't get enough of either, you're listening to the right podcast. That's what we're here to talk about. We're trying something a bit different in this episode of the podcast, and we're calling it Miles and Points with Pints. Today, we don't have a guest joining us. Instead, it's just going to be Derek and me, and we're going to talk about some of the things that have been happening in the travel and loyalty world over the past couple of weeks. Of course, we won't be able to discuss everything that's happened, and it will be a few days between when we record this and it goes live, so some things might be missing. But hopefully this type of episode will help you pick up on some of the important things you may have missed when they were announced. If it works, and people like it, we'll keep it in the rotation of episodes going forward. Before we get to those updates, though, let's take a minute to thank our listeners. Without you, we'd just be talking to ourselves. If you haven't already, click that button to subscribe to the show so you won't miss anything we have coming down the line. And now that we have that out of the way, let's get to the good part. Sit back, relax, crack open your favorite brew, and enjoy this session of Miles and Points with Pints. All right, let's get into talking about a little bit of what is going on in the Miles and Points and travel world. But before we do that, Derek, let's talk about what we're drinking today. What have you got going for the podcast? As always, Jeff, it's the most important part of the show, right? At least the most fun. Today I am drinking a Gimme Mo IPA from Crux Fermentation Project out in Bend, Oregon, uh, courtesy of uh, Rick Foythick. He sent me a nice care package that included this uh, beautiful IPA. Yeah, I always get excited when I get a package in the mail from him. There's always something good inside. Yeah. I did send him some treats back the other day, so I hope he's enjoying those. And I love that it's unsolicited. You really have no clue what's in there, but hey, he's got good taste in beer, so you know it's going to be good. Yeah, honestly, the first time I got one, uh, I I thought he was looking for my address for a Christmas card. I got a box of beer, and I was like, "Mm, that's way better. Yeah, I love those boxes now. It seems like the more crumpled they are, the way my luck goes, the more crumpled the packages are, the better the beer is going to be, so... I'm always looking for a nice big crumpled package. So Jeff, what beer are you enjoying today? So I've got one from Aslan Beer Company, which is in, you know, I, I went to say it and now I don't remember where their original location is, exactly what town it's in, but they have a, a gorgeous tap room now in Alexandria, Virginia. And that's where I picked this up. It is a, their triple orange starfish, triple India pale ale. And it clocks in at 12% alcohol by volume. So I I mean, I might be slurring a little bit by the end of the podcast. You never know. I was just thinking it's a good thing we're recording this in mid-afternoon. If it were 7, 8, 9 o'clock at night, you'd be in trouble. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. I was talking to uh, a future guest of the podcast earlier before we started recording this. And I told him I was going over some of the stuff that we do. And I said, and then we always have, you know, it's best to have one or two pints ready for when we record the show so that we can have a drink while we're recording. And he was very excited about that. And he's like, "Ooh, I'm going to have to think about what I'm going to have. <laughs> so it's it's definitely becoming a part of the show here. Yeah, probably better to start with 12% than finish with 12% because that could get ugly quickly. Yeah, we'll we'll start big and uh, drop down a little bit. 
let's get into what we're here to talk about and we'll start with a bang we'll start with some uh, credit card benefit updates because there have been a lot of them this year so far and i news keeps coming out the different banks are competing with each other and trying to keep their customers trying to get new customers and i think it's it's great for those of us who have so many of these cards yeah i think that's right jeff and last year it seemed that chase was the first uh, to offer some benefits to their cardholders right after COVID hit. Amex, within 24, 48 hours, really stole the show and announced additional benefits to uh, most of their cards that I I felt and a lot of people felt were better than Chase's offers. And you had to feel like that wasn't a reactionary move. That was just Amex was super sad that Chase dropped it the day before them. I think that's right. That wasn't a 24-hour thing that they could have come up with, I don't think. I don't Agreed. think these moved that fast there. Especially considering it was all over. It was, co-branded cards had offers. The membership rewards cards had offers. Business cards had offers. Everything. I think you're absolutely right. Amex had it in the works back last year, 2020. And uh, Chase just beat them to the punch in announcing things. And Like you say, I think that was the same thing. Uh, we saw here in 2021, MX really hit it hard right out of the gate in 2021. And I do think that was to try and beat the other banks to the punch. So why don't you tell us a little bit, Jeff, about some of the MX promos? Yeah, and MX jumped on it really before 2021 even hit. Back at, at the end of 2020, they told us about this first one, which is their promotion they're doing with their personal platinum card. And that's the card we're going to talk about first, because there's a few things going on with that that make the card just hugely valuable. The first one is they are partnering with PayPal. And for the first six months of the year, they're doing $30 back when you use your personal platinum card to pay through PayPal. So it's $180 value. And there are so many places that take PayPal now, so many different ways you can use that, that to me, that's just basically like $180 statement credit and $180 off the annual fee. So I will take that. I was very excited to hear about that. I am looking forward to spending my first $30 credit tonight, and I will use that as we go through the next six months. Yeah, I think that's right. And one thing that really struck me, Jeff, about this promo was uh, as not a regular PayPal user, I do use it occasionally, but not regularly. And one thing I, I kept hearing from readers over at travel, my group Travel on Points, they kept asking questions such as, what's an easy way to use this credit? What's something I can set it and forget it, you know, and an a easy way to really maximize this $180 over the six months, as you mentioned. So I started digging, uh, trying to find places uh, to use the credit, you know, and it, it really struck me. So many retailers, so many businesses, um, and there's just incredible opportunities to use PayPal you don't think about on a day-to-day -day basis unless you really start digging for it. PayPal payment options are buried on various websites. Uh, most charitable organizations accept PayPal. Most businesses online accept PayPal. You just don't realize it until you really start looking. And I just was in downtown DC the other night and uh, they use an app called Park Mobile. And my default payment on Park Mobile is set to my PayPal account. So it just popped out of my PayPal. And I don't think I had my Platinum set up as the primary card at that point. So I didn't get credit for that purchase. But if you do a lot of parking, check, see if you can do PayPal for that. The one thing that I am using my credit for, which I'm excited about tonight, 
is for the service provided by our guest on our podcast a couple of weeks ago. And that is uh, Spencer Howard's Straight to the Points premium service. When he found out about this, this promo from the personal platinum card from American Express, he actually switched his payment provider to go with PayPal. He was going to use Stripe and he switched over to PayPal so that people could save some money. So if you get in, I think you have a couple more days to get in on the introductory price of $79 for the year, but then you get a $30 credit if you pay it through PayPal with your personal platinum card, it becomes a $49 for the year, which we already thought was a crazy value at $79. Agreed. I used Sarah's credit this morning uh, at Straight to the Points Premium to sign myself up for the service. So I'm locked in for the first year at $49 out of pocket. The bigger issue there, though, as great of a value as Straight to the Points Premium is with that PayPal option, for our for the our listeners for breweries and small businesses there are all of a sudden millions of Amex platinum card holders in the United States that feel like they have $30 of free money to spend each month at PayPal if you don't accept PayPal uh, bars breweries things of that nature and you have a, a the option to pay. You absolutely should switch. A lot of your customers and guests, you know, again, think they have $33 a month to spend, which they do for the next six months. So you go in and buy a couple of six packs or a case of beer to go. And if you have uh, PayPal as an option on your website, you know, that's uh, your customers probably going to spend more on your beer. Yeah. And that's a great point. That's a great way for people to use their travel card to purchase beer, which is the other half. So it's like we're bringing people together and this promo was designed for our podcast. Hmm. I like it. Yes. Maybe, maybe American Express didn't know that, but that's actually what they were doing. You, you know, I think um, having seen how quickly Spencer pivoted the keyword from 2020, how he, how quickly he changed over to PayPal for his payment processor. I think if I were a small business owner, and that would obviously apply to our our brewery friends and other podcast listeners in the in the beer world, if I were running a small business right now, I would quickly make PayPal a payment option, just because again, millions of Amex Platinum holders suddenly have thirty free dollars of credit to use on a monthly basis for the next five and a half months. That's that's an incredible opportunity for people to spend money that doesn't come out of their pocket. Spencer has done something fun that um, it's not necessarily the best value, but if you're if you're worried about spending that $30 each month, he's made it easy for you. You can sign up for his service and instead of the $79 with a $30 credit, you can simply dedicate all six of your $30 credits to straight to the points if you want to support him and give him a little bit more money. But then that makes your subscription for the year $0 out of pocket because you get that $30 back each month from your American Express Platinum card. And again, that that is only for the personal Platinum card holders is the only way that'll work. But if you don't want to worry about where you're going to spend that and you want to try out straight to the points premium for free, he does have that as an option. It is, if you're going to spend the money elsewhere, not quite as good a financial option, but it's an option nonetheless. And I think it's kind of funny that he set that up. And that was all because of a, a guy on Twitter said, I'll give you all of my PayPal credits if you take PayPal. And he was like, all right, that's an option then. <laughs> have at it. And I'm curious to see if that guy actually signs up that way. Hmm. Someone, 
just had their bluff caught, I believe. Yeah, let's, we'll ho- see. We'll let's, see. let's hope he follows through, right? <laughs> so that's enough on the PayPal credit, but uh, the Amex Platinum card, we'll just do a, a couple of quick hits on that with their Amex offers that they came out with right at the beginning of the year. And again, the PayPal was before the year started. We knew about it. It started January 1st. Then within the first few days of January, they put some offers out on their cards, which are basically 100% cash back or 100% credit when you make a purchase. And a couple that I was really excited about was it, Home Depot was $50 back on a $50 purchase, and you could use that twice. Best Buy was $50 back on a $50 purchase. You could use that twice. Home Chef was $50 back on a $50 purchase, and you can use that three times. And then Instacart was $50 back on a $250 purchase. So that one wasn't 100%, but a lot of people right now are using Instacart for their groceries. And that's to be able to save $50 on your groceries a couple of times. I don't know how much you spend, but I I have a couple of kids that are teenagers and eat a lot. And I eat a lot and my wife eats a lot and we've got a couple of dogs. So for us to do a $250 bill from the grocery store is not hard. So to get that $50 credit back helps every time. Right. And I know so many people, uh, friends and family and uh, readers are really loving Instacart during these times of social distancing and not wanting to go to grocery stores. So 20% off of an order uh, three times on Instacart is an incredible offer, especially, uh, don't forget, especially if you can pair it with a new or recent application for an MX Platinum card where you get 10 times points on groceries up to 15,000 in the first six months. So you could not only get 20% off your grocery bill, but you could also be earning 10 times membership rewards on those dollars spent. So that's an incredible opportunity to sort of double dip at Instacart. Home Chef, that's also a great deal. You can stack it with uh, Rakuten. If you're earning, if your Rakuten account is earning membership rewards, you get a thousand membership rewards for signing up for a new account. Otherwise you get $10 back. I signed Sarah and I up last week and we got five meals for two people for $61 and change with a thousand MX points coming back from Rakuten. So what about uh, 12 bucks out of pocket, less the Rakuten points for for 10 meals total. So $1.20 per person per meal. You can't beat that, especially this time of year where people are trying to eat healthy and cook good food. So that's awesome. Yeah, you definitely couldn't beat that. I couldn't even eat for that cheap when I was down in Mexico in September. So I bet the food was better. Yeah, probably, probably. (laughs) Well, I know it was better than anything that I could cook, no matter what the quality of food is that Home Chef gives you. It it was better down there. There's just what I would make it into. There's just something that's so amazing about it being perfectly acceptable to eat tortillas and salsa, you know, at 7 a.m. or 7 p.m. It doesn't matter. I just had breakfast the other day. One of the things that we had really been craving since we came back was uh, chilaquiles, which is a breakfast dish in Mexico. No, I guess it's a breakfast dish anywhere. We had it in Mexico. It originates in Mexico. And chilaquiles are basically what you said. It's a tortilla and salsa dish mainly. There's some sort of protein. Usually uh, it's either chicken or it can be an egg, I guess, the entire life cycle of the chicken. Or you can have some uh, pork, the conchonita, pibil, 
kind of roasted in the ground forever pork that's just amazing. My favorite. Yes, you can throw anything you want on on top of these tortillas and the salsa and there's some cheese on there and it it was just delicious and we've been missing that since we came home and we found the Trader Joe's variety which with a couple of tweaks turned out to be pretty okay and it wasn't it wasn't as good but it was a nice substitute that we had the other morning and now I'm starving so thank you for that yes and I don't think I have any more tortillas or salsa in my house, so I might have to go to the store. Maybe well, I'll go on Instacart and, and make an order. Or we could just book a trip to Mexico. I think that would be better. That is another option. Always. Always. <laughs> One last thought on the MX offers, Jeff. As you mentioned, the Home Depot, 50 back on 50, uh, up to twice. Best Buy, 50 back on 50, twice. There are numerous data points that spending $100 or more will trigger a $100 credit for both of those. So spend 100 plus and get 100 back, 100% back, as you mentioned. That's incredible. Everyone has something they can buy at both Home Depot and Best Buy. I was looking the other day, Home Depot online has toilet paper for sale, paper towels for sale, in addition to all the other things you would think of at a, at a big home improvement warehouse. Best Buy has... If you're not a regular Best Buy shopper, they have many things you wouldn't think about from an electronic store. So go spend a hundred bucks. Amex has given you a hundred bucks free. Go spend it, find something you can use and uh, take Amex's money from them. Yeah. And if you're a homeowner like me that is consistently always remodeling something, then that hundred dollars at Home Depot will be gone in nothing flat. And Maybe with Best Buy, we'll get another new fancy microphone or headphones or something that'll it'll step the podcast up a little bit. Maybe something for when we go to video, when that comes down the line sometime here in the near future. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. As soon as we can figure out how to do it and how to do it well, we will be doing some videos and throwing those up on YouTube. Perfect. So, Jeff, you just we just covered the personal platinum. Let's move to the Amex business platinum platinum. The first thing that really grabbed people's attention start of the year, people woke up in their accounts and see these offers for massive spending bonuses, plus four membership rewards per dollar spent for a total of five on wireless, gas, office supply, and advertising, up to 80,000 additional points in each category. So up to $20,000 spend in those four categories. Again, targeted offers, but almost everyone was targeted if you had had your account open for several months. So what are your thoughts on that? I mean, have you ever seen really anything like that? The opportunity to earn, you know, 300,000 points on some spending bonuses? No. And it was crazy and very clearly and very well targeted to those business customers for the business platinum with their, they're going to have phone plans for their business. They're going to be driving business vehicles around. They have an office. They want to do advertising and fantastic targeting from American Express. I think it actually made me a little sad that I don't currently hold a business platinum card because I would be definitely be able to put some spend in those categories, even though I just have a very small business uh, myself. But I think that they targeted it well. They made it widely available. So I guess targeted in two different forms there. They <laughs> the, the offers that they made were well targeted towards the customers, but then they didn't 
target it narrowly to their customers. So everybody pretty much who had a business platinum was able to sign up for these offers. And it's just a huge opportunity opportunity to earn a ton of points going forward this year. Yeah. And Jeff, let's have a little hypothetical here and have some fun, okay? Let's think about 2020 and some of the MX promos. For example, Hilton promo. Let's say I'm a super aggressive MX loyalist and I get these offers and I decide, hmm, I got all four offers. I think I'm going to go to gas stations and office supply stores and spend $20,000 each in a day or two. We can all guess what I'm going to be buying. What do you think MX is going to think about that after the 2020 we had? That's a tough one. I don't know. MX typically, uh, I would tread lightly when when making large purchases right away. If your account has not seen purchases like that before, that's going to set off some flags. I think that part of me thinks that they would be a little more lenient on uh, going after people who did this type of thing. And another part of me thinks that just like all of us in the consumer space, Amex was hurting last year and they lost a lot of money from people not putting spending on their cards from people staying home. I know my credit card bills were far lower. My bank accounts are higher than they have been because we just didn't go anywhere and didn't do anything. So American Express lost on that. Chase lost on that. City lost on that. And anyone who would normally get my spending. So I think people want to be careful if they're going to if they see these bonuses and they're going to go out and hit them hard and try to get all their spending done right away. I think that's a, a good way for Amex to shut you down and possibly take all your points. Yeah, I smell a rat. I might still be a little gun shy from 2020. Luckily, it didn't affect me. It affected a lot of our friends. We we both know numerous people that had Hilton points clawed back, some Marriott points clawed back, various other MX cards uh, points were clawed back from 2020 bonuses. I think you can do it, and I think you can hit these offers a little hard, but I think you need to do it responsibly. Uh, you need to do it thinking about the 2020 clawbacks. I wouldn't. I certainly wouldn't recommend doing it one statement. I certainly wouldn't recommend maxing out the twenty thousand dollar spend on each category unless you can do it organically. I don't know what your thoughts are, but I would. I would certainly tread lightly right now with Amex. And really, I would say just be smart. They're being so generous with these promos and the personal cards and the business cards and the every pretty much all their cards. They're throwing these spending bonuses and these promos out. And that is not something you want to lose access to. So definitely tread lightly. Make purchases that make sense. Don't abuse these promos because those of us that are using them for our regular spend don't want them to go away. We would love to see American Express keep doing these promos into the future because it presents a great earning opportunity for those people who want to honestly put spend on those cards. Agreed. And that's a great segue to the next point, future bonuses. Not only did Amex send their cardholders, these bonuses on the business platinum and the personal platinum. They've already announced that they are planning additional offers for the business platinum, including for those new cardholders that were not targeted for the one, the four categories we just mentioned, as well as a bunch of co-branded cards. They, they mentioned Hilton specifically, I think for those co-branded po- promos. And we've even already seen some great 
bonuses on those Hilton cards or some great promotions on those American Express Hilton cards. So I'm excited as the weeks go forward here and as we go down the line, what kind of things we'll see continually coming out from Amex as they try to retain and try to get new customers for their cards. It is clear to me, Jeff, that Amex especially has realized that the high some of their cards have high annual fees. Business Platinum's almost $600 a year. They realize that that value is not there from a travel standpoint, so they must do other things to retain their customers. And hats off to them. They've done really good things. It's clear they're taking it serious. And the fact that they've already announced that they will have other offers on their other cards lets us know as cardholders that there will be additional benefits for 2021, and that benefits most everyone. So bravo to Amex for coming right out of the gate and getting us promotions, getting amazing offers on a lot of their cards. Let's talk about some other banks that we've seen some things come out from. And the first one that hit me, and it hit me in a painful way, and I think I reacted differently than at least what I saw in the articles and the blog posts coming out about it, but the City Prestige card, which is uh, their high-end thank you points card, they have a $250 travel credit each year. And it historically has been the easiest travel credit to use. Pretty much anything you buy in the travel sphere just automatically credits. You don't have to call in. You don't have to do anything. It just happens. And people got super excited when they announced that for 2021, that that credit would once again be available for spend at grocery stores and restaurants. And I had the exact opposite reaction. And it just made me sad because I don't want to have to spend it at grocery stores and restaurants. I want to be able to travel. And I just, the fact that they're looking at that as people aren't going to be able to travel for 2021, just it crushed me. That's a good perspective. It's certainly not what I thought about when I first saw it. So I guess I'm guilty of having the opposite reaction of you, as you mentioned. When I saw it, I thought immediately, well, that's $250 free dollars, right? I mean, whether you, whether you, knock it all out in one trip or whether you just do organic grocery spend or restaurant spend and, and eat that 250 up charge after charge, it's money just coming back in your account. You pay the the 450 in advance and then 250 is coming back for the travel credit. So as soon as I heard the news, I immediately thought $250 in free groceries. So I was okay with that. But I certainly see your point and Yes, I would much prefer to be buying a $250 air, air ticket or a hotel or a tour or something like that. That previously, as you mentioned, such an easy credit to use. Our big play with the City Prestige was we'd love to use that travel credit for for tours and uh, entertainment while traveling. Because like you say, it is the easiest travel credit to use. And other than the Chase Sapphire Reserve, there really is no travel credit that would cover things like tours and entertainment and day trips and things like that. So nothing against City for doing that. I think that's a great move by City and very customer friendly. Just as a, a traveler, <laughs> a heavy traveler, it just made me sad. Yeah, it's, it's almost like, and the fact that they say it's good through the end of the year, it's good through December 31st, 2021, it's like that crushing blow. City doesn't think travel is going to be back to normal by the end of the year. I, I certainly get that perspective, and it is, it's a tough blow. 
Yeah, everything else I saw, I was excited. And I, I am excited. I I will certainly use it. I'll use it at grocery. I'll use it at restaurants. I will hopefully use it at travel, whatever. Wherever it goes, I'll get that $250 back. But it just it was so sad. Oh, let's hope we're traveling in 2021, right? I mean, <sighs> I need travel, Jeff. I need travel. Yes, absolutely. So some good and bad news. Uh, let's head over to Chase and talk about Chase for a minute. The uh, CSR, the Chase Reserve, Chase Sapphire Reserve card. That we've seen some good and some bad news in just this first couple of weeks of January. Yeah, that's been weird, right? I mean, it seemed like around early November through Thanksgiving, let's say, data point after data point after data point saying, I got $250 retention offer. I got $150. I got the annual fee waived to keep my card. It seemed like everyone was going to get it, right? Well, those seem to have dried up in the last few weeks. And in fact, I haven't seen a single data point since probably early December of anyone getting a retention offer on their CSR. And that's disappointing in a way because I think most people in the words travel space expected a revamp of the CSR in 2020, given the changes to the MX Gold, to the MX Platinum, to the Prestige, and to the City Premier, but it didn't happen. So I think not getting the revamp we were hoping for, everyone expected some retention offers given the lack of travel in 2020. It happened for a little bit. It doesn't seem to be happening currently. Jeff, have you heard anything recently about any retention offers? I have not. And it's interesting to look at the way Chase has handled this card. It's kind of, it's almost like they have a couple of different departments at Chase. And one says, yes, let's do this. It'll be super customer friendly. And then another finance department comes in and says, no, no, we can't do that. I know we, I know we announced that, but please stop. And it happened when they first launched the card. They did it with a huge 100,000 point bonus. And they did that for a while. And then it came out that that was just not profitable them so, to them. So they had to stop doing that. And they dropped the bonus down. And people were sad about that. And then they did it again with these retention offers. And yes, it was super customer friendly. But I wonder if there was some accounting department at Chase that looked at what they were doing and said, hey, no, we need some money coming in from these cardholders or we're not going to be okay and just made them stop doing it. And I think that maybe they need a little better com communication. Maybe that's not the case, but from an outside perspective, it looks like there's almost warring departments that one wants to help the customer and the other just comes in after the fact and says, no, stop doing that. That's a really good perspective. Again, I, I fully expected a revamp of some kind. You know, I'd speculated maybe we'll get a permanent 3X grocery bonus Maybe we'll get a, a elevation to 4X at, at dining to match the gold or 5X to match the city premier, uh, city prestige. Neither of those happened in 2020. The one positive out of 2020 for the CSR, other than these limited retention offers that don't seem to be happening anymore, is that they postponed effectively the increase to the annual fee from $450 a year to $550 a year that kept being pushed back. And we've seen reports as recently as this, um, this month, January, 2021, that the annual fee remains $450. They haven't implemented that higher 
annual fee. So I guess my question to you is, Jeff, do you think Chase doing this, are they essentially thinking that they've given you a $100 retention offer by not increasing the annual fee to $550? That seems a little um, like tone deaf for the consumers. It does. And I don't know if that's their thinking or if they're simply thinking that customers are just going to get rid of this card if we increase the annual fee when they can't use a significant amount of the benefits that we offer on this card, which is the truth because it's a a very high-end travel card. And if you aren't traveling, you aren't going to see a lot of those benefits. So I don't know if they just decided that they can't do that or maybe, again, it's a lack of communication. But if they decide that they're going to someone somewhere decided that they're not going to raise it to 550 actually at least not yet at this point in january but there was no notice to the public about that there was no like if they're going to say that this is a hundred dollars that you're saving or yes we're reducing that why not tell people agreed agreed it just makes no sense Sarah's CSR renewed on January 1st of this year, and it was at $450. Luckily, there was no communication about that. It's like they secretly want to help you without telling the customers or the other people or the. So, I mean, people may call in and cancel thinking they're going to get charged $550, but they really would only get charged $450. And it just I just don't understand the, the logic behind that move. Agreed. And in the future, just like you say. People that have renewals coming up in February, March, April, May, they have no idea if they're going to be charged $550 or $450. By the time that annual fee charges, even if it is at the reduced rate, those consumers may have already decided to cancel the card because they've already made their mind up not knowing. If I was Chase, I would just come out with a policy through X date, we're making the annual fee renewals $450. After X date, we'll think about it in the future and update you as to our plan. But the, And if they did that, they would get a decent amount of publicity about it. People would write blog posts about it. It would be in the news. And customers would think, oh, this is a nice thing that they've done. This is This is customer friendly. We're happy about this. Absolutely agreed. I will say, the one thing that Chase has done really well in this front to help their customers is all of the, especially the grocery bonuses, uh, spending bonuses on the CSR and CSP and the co-branded cards. Currently, the CSP and the CSR have elevated earnings, 2x for the CSP, 3x for the CSR on $1,000 per month on groceries each month through the end of April 2021. There's also ongoing bonuses for most Chase co-branded cards. Yeah, and I got, they send out emails for those, so they notify the customers about those. But as someone who holds multiple Chase cards, multiple co-branded cards, I have a a United card, a Marriott card, and an IHG card, and a Hyatt card, and a few others. But it's, it's kind of funny to check my email and find seven emails right in a row for my Chase offer, Chase card offers, and they're all the same offer on all the cards. So it's almost like, which points do you like more? Which are you going to use to spend on groceries and restaurants? So, And I, again, I think it's, it, again, talking to the tone deafness, let's say, of Chase, they they seem to not really have a rhyme or reason on some of these offers, what they're doing. 
you know, offering 5X at Amazon on Hyatt and 5X on Amazon with IHG like they did in November and December. Well, 5X earnings for IHG and Hyatt aren't comparable at all. No. You know, you, you, you need 5,000 points for a low-end Hyatt per night. You might need thirty or forty thousand points for an average IHG near the airport, right? So earning, yay, earning five X at Amazon, Hyatt or IHG. Well, come on, those aren't even comparable. It's like the no, you do the Hyatt card spend first, and then if you have some left over, you do it with IHG. Right. It's it's like the like you said, it's like the departments aren't speaking to each other. They say, hey, let's let's do five X spend at Amazon or groceries or whatever, but. They don't realize the value of those points. Well, you're probably paying, you know, your consumers four times the amount of money in points to to spend on their Hyatt cards versus their IHG cards. So again, I'm not really sure what Chase is doing. It's not all negative. They are throwing out a bunch of bonuses and a bunch of legit bonuses like Amazon and grocery that their consumers can use. It it just doesn't really have a rhyme or reason how they come up with these things. Yeah, and maybe it was just someone that they were assigned to contact all of the co-brands and see what kind of offer they could work out, and they just sent the same e- email to all the co-branded car, all the all the hotel programs. They were like, "Hey, this is what we want to do. I can just send this all in one email, and we'll take care of it all at one time." And all the uh, the different hotels were like, "Yeah, great, let's do it." So there we go. We get it on all the cards. My theory was that they blindfolded themselves and then just threw darts at a dartboard for each. Uh program do you not you don't think that's what happened i don't know maybe i don't i really don't know it's (laughs) when you see some of the offers coming out from amex it makes sense like i said before it was targeted to the categories that businesses would spend in or targeted to the categories that a consumer would spend in with a home chef or the instacart and then chase it seems is just like we'll give you a bunch more points hopefully you want to spend on all your cards in this same category and it's just weird. Right. And again, going back to your earlier point, Amex, they were offering 12x bonus points for Hilton at grocery, you know, and their membership rewards cards were offered bonuses that were commiserate to to 12 Hilton points, you know, 3 or 4x bonus. Again, 5x earnings at Amazon for Hyde is not comparable in any way to 5x IHG. And the fact that they don't seem to know that is just baffling to me. Yeah. But speaking of Amazon, Amazon has also had some great promos coming out. I love them. Yes. And they, and I will talk in a minute after, after we go over some of these about my struggle with some of these Amazon promotions. But they have had promotions partnering with, I think, most credit card companies at this point. Um, I don't... Has there been one with Capital One? I don't know, but I know that I personally have been targeted for offers with Discover, City, and American Express. And the offer is usually for a dollar amount off a certain purchase or a percentage. And we've seen $10 off $50. We've seen, I've seen 40% off up to a $100 purchase. I've seen 20 off $60. I've seen 30% off up to a $150 purchase. It's there's a wide variety of different offers and each time the targeting goes out, it's not necessarily the same for all the different people. But it's the 
the offers are for if you use these points to cover your purchase on Amazon. But what has always worked every single time they've done one of these offers, and I can't for the life of me figure out why they don't code against this, is you can use a single point from that program. So with my Amazon account, I use one membership reward point, save 30% off my $150 purchase, and pay for the rest with the gift cards I have loaded to my account. And these, they just keep loading these promos time and time and time again. Someone asked me the other day, Jeff, what my best redemption was in 2020. And I laughed and said the time I got $40 per Amex point. And they're like, you could have knocked them down with a feather, right? And they're like, $40 a point. I'm like, yeah, you, I used it was one, only one point. <laughs> I used one point to get $40 off at Amazon. They're like, Oh, okay. Okay. That makes sense. I never thought of it that way, but that's fantastic. <laughs> if only there was some way to multiply that, right? If you could suddenly be like, yeah, and I want to use 10,000 points for half a million dollars off. Uh, you can multiply it a little bit if you have a, a spouse or a significant other or someone else in the household that can do that. Um, if you have multiple cards, I multiplied it by using my my American Express and then my city and then discover and then my other discover and then Chrissy's uh, Amex card. And so we, we did it a few times, but um, certainly not that you can use 10,000 points at $40 per point. That would be great though. Wouldn't it, it would, it would. And the, a, a good reminder for our listeners here is that this is basically free money. One membership reward, uh, one capital, one mile, one discover point get you this money off. You can typically use it for gift cards to various retailers and you can just add that money to your account. So, you know, you use one, uh, one point and get 40% off, let's say, and, and you're getting 40% off your Starbucks or your Dunkin' Donuts or your Southwest Airlines, Delta, whatever you want. So free money, whenever you're targeted and you see these promos are out, all the blogs are right about it make sure you're targeted and then make sure you use it because it is literally free money for basically whatever you want. And my one complaint about those promos is it, the, the percent off or the dollars off only comes off items that are both sold and shipped by Amazon. That's right. Yeah. So if you're looking for products that that can be tough to find, I had actually forgotten about that gift card option. I did that in the past, but this last time I was looking for products and I would in any product that you pull up, even if it's not sold and shipped by Amazon, will show you that that promo and then I would put that in my cart and then I would go to check out and instead of saving $50 total, I would be saving $27 total and I'd look and it doesn't apply to these three items. And that made me sad. So you have to really be careful what you're buying if you want to get the maximum there. And I think, like you said, the gift cards for something like gas or grocery or something that you know that you're going to spend is is really probably the best way to go with those promos at Amazon. Yeah, to, certainly to get the maximum benefit, you need to maximize it in the one purchase because it is limited to one purchase. So try and max it out with your first purchase. And like Jeff says, check your cart and make sure everything you have in your cart is eligible so you are getting the maximum benefits well that didn't go exactly as planned it turns out there was more to talk about than we expected so rather than have a super long episode we're splitting this one into two shows be sure to listen to episode 12a too 
if you want to hear the conclusion with our updates from loyalty programs and travel in general. All of the important points and links we talked about during our conversation will always be in the show notes. You can pick up anything that you missed the first time through. And the easiest place to find the notes of each podcast is at the website, milesandpints.com. So thanks so much for listening to Miles and Pints, the travel and beer podcast. If you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe so you can hear all of our new episodes as soon as they're released. Tell your friends and family about us so they can enjoy the show too. And please take a few minutes to leave us a review on your favorite listening platform. In between episodes, you can get more travel and beer content by following at Miles and Pints on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. You can also stop by our Facebook page at facebook.com slash miles and pints. And that's all we have for this episode. Until next time, we hope you'll find yourselves a little bit of travel, a little bit of beer, and a whole lot of fun. Talk about